0: Hi, I'm David Zichterman, the pastor of Emden CRC. I had originally planned to do a sermon on Psalm 115 and Lord's Day 34 of the Heidelberg Catechism, but due to sheer exhaustion, I'm reusing a sermon I gave at a CMCS chapel service a few months ago. This sermon is a result of reflecting on Ecclesiastes chapter 1. I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 1 through 11 from the message translation. This version translates meaningless or vanity as smoke. Smoke captures the Hebrew better. Life is like smoke, mysterious, beautiful, but short-lived and quickly vanishes. This smoke imagery is helpful for understanding this passage. But before we do so, let us pray. Dear God, we give you thanks for bringing us into this day and for providing for our needs. We need you and may your word nourish and equip us to live for your glory all the days of our lives. Amen. So Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verses 1 through 11 from the Message Translation. These are the words of the quester, David's son and king in Jerusalem. Smoke. Nothing but smoke. That's what the quester says. There's nothing to anything. It's all smoke. What's there to show for a lifetime of work? A lifetime of working your fingers to the bone? One generation goes its way. The next one arrives, but nothing changes. It's business as usual for old planet Earth. The sun comes up and the sun goes down, then does it again and again, the same old round. The wind blows south, the wind blows north. Around and around and around it blows, blowing this way than that, the whirling erratic wind. All the rivers flow into the sea, but the sea never fills up. The rivers keep flowing to the same old place and then start all over and do it again. Everything's boring, utterly boring. No one can find any meaning in it. Boring to the eye, boring to the ear. What was will be again. What happened will happen again. There's nothing new on this earth. Year after year, it's the same old thing. Does someone call out, hey, this is new? Don't get excited. It's the same old story. Nobody remembers what happened yesterday. And the things that will happen tomorrow? Nobody, nobody will remember them either. Don't count on being remembered. I have two older brothers. Having older brothers made me aware of a dilemma while I was in high school. When my oldest brother graduated from high school, there were graduation parties afterward. It was at one of these parties that I remember an older cousin saying to my brother who had just graduated, you know, high school doesn't really matter. Everything you went through, the stress, frustrations, awkward moments, they just fade in importance once you graduate. This more or less captures what Ecclesiastes says. Life is like smoke. It is hard to grasp and difficult to understand. What seems to matter so much at the time with time will seem trivial and maybe even laughable. A few years later, when my next oldest brother graduated from high school, I heard the same thing. Your time in high school really doesn't matter. It's just like smoke. All the drama and stress of high school that seems so scary in the moment will seem silly in a few years. I went to high school with those thoughts rattling around in my head. High school doesn't matter, it's smoke. What I experience while in high school will one day seem silly and trivial. And that often made me wonder, then what's the point? Why does high school matter? Why stay engaged? Why care? This, of course, is not a question that is relevant only for high school. Every adult wrestles with it as well. I think just about everyone will ask themselves multiple times throughout their lives, what is the point of life? Of what I am doing? Is this all there is? Is life meaningless? Just smoke that quickly disappears. This dilemma is illustrated well in the movie Jackie. This movie depicts First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy coping with life following the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. In one scene, Jackie is talking with a priest, trying to process her grief. At one point, the priest tries to help Jackie by acknowledging his own struggles. There comes a time in man's search for meaning, the priest begins, when one realizes there are no answers. I have lived a blessed life, and yet every night when I climb into bed, turn off the lights and stare into the dark, I wonder... Is this all there is? You wonder, asks Jackie. The priest replies, every soul on this planet does. And then, when morning comes, we all wake up and make a pot of coffee. Which is to say, you don't age out of this question. The book of Ecclesiastes remains relevant your entire life. The question What is the point of high school still matters even long after you have left high school. It just changes to, what's the point of college, or work, or retirement? You can't graduate from Ecclesiastes. This question, is life just smoke, comes with both a possibility and a danger, an opportunity and a temptation. First, the temptation or danger. A danger or temptation that comes with contemplating our smoke-like existence is the sin of acedia. That might be an unfamiliar word. Acedia is often translated as sloth or laziness. It is one of the seven deadly sins. But sloth or laziness does not adequately translate this Greek word acedia. The sin of acedia is deeper than making us not want to clean up after ourselves or do the dishes. Acedia is, to quote Brad Roth, author of God's Country, a lack of care for life, others, God, or even ourselves. The word asidia in Greek literally means without care. Acedia, without the A, are the ties of love that bind us together. So when we are caught up in asidia with the A, those ties come undone. We experience the unraveling of love we are without care for the things that matter most and when those ties go even our own sense of self can come unraveled acedia manifests itself as a boredom that anchors its gangly roots in the belief that god is not present or at work in the places or life situations where we find ourselves acedia is the humid little whisper telling us that we are that we were made for bigger and better things that in the real world Our skills and heaps of degrees would be appreciated. We would really make a difference if we were ministering ministering somewhere else. This place, these people, they aren't completely worthy of us. In short, acedia is the great shoulder shrug that says, whatever. With acedia comes contempt for place. So this place, rather than being a place to love and care for, becomes rather an object of my hate and loathing. When acedia takes root in our lives, there are two common fruits that grow, two common results. The first is the longing or desire to leave, to flee. College, I think, can function in this way. As we stop loving and caring for the places and the people we've grown up with, the idea of traveling to a faraway place for college grows in its appeal. I know that was at least a part of the appeal of going to Kuiper College for me. I wanted to get away. By the time I graduated from high school, I was finding it hard to care about my studies and my ties to my classmates at home. That was the sin of acedia gnawing away at my heart. The second result of acedia is boredom, and this response might have a rural flavor to it. Casey Quinlan, reflecting on the lyrics of country music, writes, like all real cultures, rural life has its shortcomings. People become bored in a way that is distinct to an isolation of place. Rural boredom is different from urban boredom. Much of the appeal of cities is rooted in the excitement of newness of the novel. So urban boredom is a result of being surrounded by stimulation, yet still feeling alone. Rural boredom, by contrast, is often exasperated by the tendency to wonder what you're missing out on. It's the idea that only cool and impressive things happen out there in a galaxy far, far away, far from here in the cities. The idea that anything of worth and importance must be over 100 miles away. And if worth and value is way out there, why care for here? It's the idea that nothing great could ever come from here. So why care for this place anyways? So... How to stop acedia from taking root in our hearts? Acedia will always be a temptation simply because life so often can feel like it is just smoke. Throughout life, you will find yourself staring at the ceiling and wondering, what is the point of this life? That is the message of Ecclesiastes. As Eugene Peterson writes, Ecclesiastes is a famous, maybe the world's most famous, witness to the experience experience of futility, its smoke-like existence. The honesty compels notice, and people do notice. Oh, how they notice. Non-religious and religious alike notice. Unbelievers and believers notice. More than a few of them are surprised to find this kind of thing in the Bible. But it is most emphatically and necessarily in the Bible in order to call a halt to our various and futile attempts to make something of our lives, so that we can give our full attention to God, who God is, and what he does to make something of us. It's good to be confronted by statements like the one I heard at my brother's graduation. High school really doesn't matter. It's just like a blip on the radar, much like our lives in the scheme of history. Or like this one from Ecclesiastes. Smoke. Nothing but smoke. There's nothing to anything. It's all smoke. These statements allow us to deal with the deep things of life, to get at the heart of the matter. Of course, these statements do lead to temptation, the temptation of acedia in particular to stop caring and despair. But it also opens up a possibility, the possibility of seeing the places where we are in as places to cherish and love, because in these places, God is also present. Asidia says, stop caring. But when we recognize that God is here, in this place where I am at, in our lives, we discover then that here and now has a lot of value, a lot to care for, and a lot to love. Life then ceases from being a bore and becomes about living a life of praise and joy before God. Think of Jacob who fled from Esau. He came to a certain place, quite empty, desolate, a place with no name, a boring place, a place of acedia. There he decided to spend the night and used a stone for a pillow. During his sleep, Jacob has a dream. In this dream, there is a ladder that reaches up to heaven with angels ascending and descending upon the place. Jacob learns that he is not alone, that the place where he is at is not empty Instead, the Lord stands beside him and pronounces a blessing, saying, I will bless you by giving you this land, and I will bless all the families of the earth through you. I am with you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land and fulfill my promises to you. When Jacob wakes up, he understands. He declares, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Recognizing the Lord was there led Jacob to realize, how awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This was a place for worship. Then Jacob took his stone pillow and made it into an altar to worship God who was there. This story is a helpful reminder when we face the temptation of Asidia. It allows us to see, as Jacob did, that the Lord is here. When we recognize that the Lord is here... Here is no longer a place to run from, be bored of, or turn our backs on, but to care for, invest in, and be committed to. God's presence makes this place worth caring about, worth loving. Because God is here, because this is his sanctuary, we are called to love it and to care for it. And because God is making us his sanctuary, because he dwells in us through his Holy Spirit, that means wherever we go whether to work or home, to a park or visiting family, while driving or while fishing, God is there. It is a place to delight in and care for. Because God is there, it is a place for worship. So the great question of life, what is the point of this all, comes with a temptation and an opportunity. The temptation is acedia, to stop caring. The opportunity is to worship God to recognize that God is here. And because God is here, there is much to love, enjoy, delight in, and care for. As the Apostle Paul says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we get bored so easily by your amazing creation, your amazing world. Help us to see this as merely a symptom of a deeper problem that acedia has begun to take root in our lives. Forgive us for our lack of care for the places you have placed us in. Forgive us for not seeing each moment as an opportunity to live for your glory. Help us to see you here, wherever here is for us. And aware of your presence to care deeply about the places you have put us and the people we come into contact with. Guide us by your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. I'll be gone on vacation next week, but when I return, I hope to continue my series on the Heidelberg Catechism.